Hi, Adela here from Podcast Brunch Club. I'm really excited to feature this interview with Dylan Marin, host of the podcast Conversations with People Who Hate Me. One of his podcast episodes was featured in this month's podcast playlist. The playlist theme was Common Ground, and the episode we featured was entitled Sissies and Flaming Queens. You can find the entire playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash common ground. A little background on Dylan. He is an award-winning writer, performer, and video maker who focuses on social justice issues. He's the voice of Carlos on the hit podcast Welcome to Night Vale, an alum of the New York neo-futurists, and the creator of Every Single Word, a video series that edits down popular films to only feature words spoken by people of color. Dylan also created, hosted, and produced a number of shows on Seriously.tv, including Sitting in Bathrooms with Trans People, Shutting Down Bullshit, and The Unboxing Series. Because of his work, Dylan receives a lot of negative messages on the internet. In his podcast, Conversations with People Who Hate Me, he calls some of the folks who wrote those messages and asks why. The podcast takes those contentious online conversations and moves them offline. In new episodes, he'll moderate conversations between people who have exchanged their own digital negativity. The podcast was selected as a podcast pick by USA Today and The Guardian, and the show just won a Webby Award for the Best Individual Episode and a Webby Honoree for Best Podcast Series. As if all of this isn't enough, Dylan was also a speaker at TED 2018 in Vancouver that took place just last month. So I feel extremely fortunate that he took some time out of his very busy life to talk to us, and I really hope you enjoy our chat. So welcome, Dylan, to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know this is exciting. I know. I'm really excited to, to talk to you. I know you've been really busy and I want to hear all about what you're doing. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself sure. and what inspired you to start conversations with people who hate me? Well, I'm a digital creator. Um, so I've made a number of video series. Um, some of which have gone really viral, which is exciting. The flip side yeah. of things going viral and people loving your work is, of course, people hating your work. And sometimes that translating into negative comments and the way you read negative comments on the internet is that it feels like hate. So I eventually found over time that there were some people who are writing this negativity that we're actually willing to have a conversation. We're actually willing to see this negativity as a starting point for a conversation rather than an end point. And I wanted to use this podcast, this platform as a way to facilitate those conversations. So the easier and less academic way of saying that is I call up some of the people who write negative things to me online. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that brings me to the next question, actually. And some of these actually have been submitted by our community. So Great. that's really fun, too, to kind of bring them into into the fold a little yeah. bit here. But it's sort of, I'm sure it's challenging to get people to agree to talk. And so can you tell us what your whole process is on, you know, and yeah. And especially the first time you ever did that, was that really scary? That must have been pretty scary. It was. It was. It was a lot. Um, I, I mean, <clears throat> the the process is essentially that I respond to the people who have written 
these things to me and I say, hey, it looks like you're not a fan. That's totally okay. That's actually the reason I'm writing. Um, I, I'm making a podcast where I have in-depth, nuanced, complex conversations with the people who have written me messages or comments like these. And then either they'll ask further questions, sometimes they'll do it right away. I have been blocked automatically for even inviting mm. people onto this. And, and I understand, I think everyone is on the defensive thinking that um, a podcast like this would be a setup for them, a setup right. to kind of shame them and expose them. And that's exactly the opposite of what I'm doing. Right. I offer my guests uh, the ability to be as anonymous as they want to be, which means that they can distort their voice and or um, we can use an alias first name for them, which is to say, uh, you know, use a name that is not theirs. Right. So what I'm, that is when I'm having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. But what I'm doing now, and, and so far there are three episodes like this that we started releasing back in February. Um, but there, I, I'm moderating conversations right now or hosting conversations between people who have kind of experienced their own online negativity and, uh, kind of, you know, making a space online for that. I, I think I've spoken a lot to people who disagree with me in particular, but I wanted to grow this podcast and I wanted to make sure that it was bigger than me. Um, because I, I see this as, as something that's even bigger than a podcast. I think the, the current way it's manifesting right now is a podcast. Right. But um, really, it's 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 a it's um, in, oh, hopefully it is um, a seed to help people have conversations, difficult conversations of their own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the theme that your podcast episode appeared in for Podcast Brunch Club, the theme is common ground, and mm -hmm. it's I, your podcast is a perfect pick for that theme, and you know, one of the questions somebody submitted was whether or not you have any thoughts about how we as society not, you know, just like we can take this idea of common ground and keep kind of keep keep the conversations going and keep people remembering like your your tagline is that there's a person on the other end, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a human on the other side of the screen. Right. Is there is there anything any takeaways that you can share about how we can remember that there are people on the other side of the screen or even how we can take what you're doing and just kind of embody that? I feel like that's what we all need to do now. It's like just take a step back from your own beliefs and try to hear other people's perspective, which I think you do a wonderful job of. But how can we do that sort of more regularly? Have you thought that about that at all? I have. I mean, I, I think I've dedicated most of my mind and all of my time to obsessing over the themes that this podcast brings up. So one important thing to say, and I don't want to totally burst your bubble, but in the first episode of this podcast, I said, this is not a common ground show. Um, mm. And it's also not a debate show. And the way I say that, and, and people have kind of pushed back on that because they're like, no, it is a common ground show. And here's what I say to that. Um, common ground is a wonderful fantasy. And common ground is something that is, it is an ideal that would be lovely to strive towards. But it can be very difficult to find common ground with someone who uh, does not even acknowledge the possibility of your very existence. Mm. 
mm-hmm. you know? And the reason I say it's not a Common Ground podcast is that Common Ground um, has been totally achieved in in some of my episodes, you know? Um, right. With many of my guests, there are shared experiences. But those sh- th- just because we share experiences doesn't immediately erase what they said. It also doesn't single-handedly dismantle all the systemic injustice that is uh, going on in the world right now. And so I, I think Common Ground is, is a lovely thing when it happens. But what I'm trying to show with this podcast is that there still can be productive conversations that happen even if you are, you don't necessarily have common ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I also think that common ground is such this zeitgeisty phrase that has been thrown around a lot. And, and for don't get me wrong, I've thrown it around a lot myself. So I'm not mm-hmm. pointing any fingers. Um, but I think we have to check ourselves when we use that, which is to say that common ground makes these conversations seem easier than they are. Right. Um, and right. sometimes there isn't this lovely little ribbon we can tie on to things to say, oh, well, we've achieved common ground. We disagree on these things. We agree on others. We're going to move forward. Like, you know, how can, but yet still, how can we have a meaningful conversation, even if that isn't achieved? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, that, that's, that's what I mean by this isn't a common ground show. Right. Does that mean that I, I think I've been featured on, you know, every common ground newsletter <laughs> from here to, you know, everywhere? Uh-huh. But, um, but, and, and people call it that. And when people praise the podcast, they say it's a common ground podcast. And I fully accept that. And I love that. And I love when common ground is achieved. But I, I can't guarantee that that's always the case. But I can guarantee that I will work my hardest and my guests, to their credit, will work their hardest too, to have a productive conversation. Yeah, I mean, I guess I never really dissected the the phrase common ground and i'm sure you have spent a lot more time than i have since like you said everybody's calling your podcast the one that you know tries to bring people to Mm -hmm. common ground but i guess what i like about it is that it's you're having the difficult conversations that Mm -hmm. most people would just completely write off and shy away from having Mm -hmm. those conversations with like people who hate them right i mean that's the name of your podcast is perfect it's like most people would say, well, that person hates me, so I hate them. Mm-hmm. Or so I'm never going to listen to anything that they have, have to say. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to, you know, turn my back on them and just like pretend that they don't exist. Totally. So like, that's sort of where I feel like you're the common ground a- element comes to it is like, you're getting yourself and the person who hates you into a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you're you don't at least the, the the few episodes I've listened to, I've listened mm-hmm. to more than just Sissies and Flaming Queens, but you, there is no judgment from, at least from your end. Mm-hmm. And, and you're coming from a place of listening. And like, again, I don't know if this is the right word, but common ground of you're trying to hear what the person is saying, whether you agree with it or not, but you're giving that person the platform to listen or to, to speak and you are attempting to listen and you're saying, well, you know, that's fine that you think that, but this is how I feel about it. And because you're listening, it probably puts them into a left, less defensive position to actually then also listen to you about what you're saying. Yeah. So sometimes the only common ground that is achieved is the fact that we have both agreed to be on the phone together. <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? Right. And, and also, um, it's vulnerability. 
If my guest is willing to be vulnerable with me, I am for sure willing to be vulnerable with them. And I can do my best to facilitate that by like starting with that, right? Like starting mm-hmm. with me to an appropriate degree, making fun of myself, you know, right. um, kind of, uh, and not making fun of my deeply held beliefs, but, but just like being like, okay, w- we must lighten the mood to kind of get this conversation off the ground. One thing I also wanted to address with, with, with what you just brought up, which is that it's in the title. I say, uh, I'm, it's conversations with people who hate me, but to be totally honest, um, none of my guests have ever said they hated me. And I think, to, to be fair and, and accurate, some of the guests even strongly disagree with the title. They're like, well, I don't hate you at all. I just mm-hmm. wrote this thing to you. And, and my, my explanation for why I still stand by this title is that when you receive this on the internet, it feels like hate right? Like the way you read negativity, or I'll speak for myself, the way I read negativity on the internet feels like, oh my God, people hate me. And it's that thing where our mind, these negative, the negative feedback we get online ricochets around our minds, my mind, and, um, and kind of like echoes to this really unfortunate degree where you're like, oh my God. Everybody. Right. People hate me. And then, yes, and then you say things exactly the word you just said. You say, everybody hates me. And it's that thing where we, um, it, it's, it's like that, that, um, headline we see now being repeated over and over again like twitter is up in arms about something well you don't mean the whole website twitter.com you know what i mean you mean 20 very vocal people who disagree about something and and it's that way that like some become all you know um so anyway so that's a quick explanation of why i use the word hate and you know the the necessary and i think ethical acknowledgement that my guests themselves are like wait i don't hate you yeah first of all i think that i'm really glad you addressed that because Mm -hmm. i do know that that was also sort of you know when people see that title it probably you know it's hard to swallow even before listening to it even before understanding the premise yeah but I think what you're talking about is also, it's human nature, right? I mean, we always do this in our online lives and in our our real time lives. Any negative comments seem to hold more weight Mm -hmm. than positive ones. Oh, yeah. And that right? happened before the internet. Right. That, and that's, that's like not the internet. Yeah. Right. And then and then so it's almost like challenging you yourself to kind of take take it with a grain of salt, right? Like you're like, no, no, the whole internet doesn't hate me. Even if this one person does actually hate me, it's not <laughs> first of all, I mean, how many times have, you know, waiters and waitresses complained that the only feedback they get is negative feedback, but the people who who think that they're doing a fantastic job never really speak up. You know, so it's so Mm -hmm. much easier for other people to kind of say negative things. And so there's just, it seems like there's a lot more negativity in the world. Yeah. I mean, I just really appreciate what you're doing and just trying to, again, just maybe level the playing field isn't the right term either, but come to some sort of place where you can have a conversation, an honest conversation with somebody who you don't agree with. And I think exactly. too exactly. often, right, too often we just don't want to even have those conversations. And that just seems like uh, we're going to 
I don't know, it's, it's, it's a downward spiral for society if that's if that's what we end up doing is just not having conversations with people who we don't agree with. Yeah. And then can I just add one thing, which is that, um, you know, I agree with you. Clearly I agree with you in that we should be having these conversations, but I'm also, I find it very necessary to say like, this is not a prescription for activism, right? Um, I, I, I would be foolish to say, well, everybody like stop complaining and just pick up the phone and call up your detractors because there are people who don't feel safe enough to do that. And there right. are also many people who feel so marginalized. And I fully understand why they're like, okay, I don't have any empathy to give. I'm just trying to survive here, right? right. So I, I want to be sure, I want to be um, careful that it's very clear that this is something that I have the energy to do. This is something that I value. I also see what I'm doing as simply a mosaic tile in the, in the big picture mosaic of activism, right? Mm -hmm. I am not saying that this is the only way. I'm not saying that it's like, uh, we must speak to each other, uh, and everyone who isn't speaking, having difficult conversations is, is adding to the hurt, you know, to, to all the awfulness right. in the world. That's not true. Um, I, I'm just saying like, this is, this is, this is what I want to do. Right. So, and, yeah. and the, and the fact that you're, I mean, you want to have conversations with these people and mm -hmm. the fact that you're recording it and then providing mm -hmm. it to other people, I think helps, yeah. you know, yeah. just sort of make people just be able to witness that conversation, yeah. you know, that helps. Yeah. And my guests, you know, I'm not sneak attacking them. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I am. And the episode only goes to air if I and my guest or as with the new model where I'm, you know, facilitating conversations between people. I, I always tell them everyone needs to feel good with how the conversation went, which is to say, like, you, you know, if, if you feel comfortable and you feel like you articulated what you wanted to say in a way that you feel reflects you, then, then that, then that episode is going to be released. But my goal is not to humiliate anyone or right. to be like, see how these people really are. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, right. these people are us. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, they they just some some people I speak to believe in very different things than I do. Um, um, some of it I find very harmful and, and toxic ideology, but like they are still a person. There's there there they are the human on the other side of the screen, and and they are brave enough to and willing enough to get on the phone with me and and kind of talk to me. So I have a lot of respect for my guests too. That's awesome. Well, I know you're a super busy person, so I do not want to take any more of your time. No, this, time this has up. been lovely to talk. Yeah, I really appreciate you and I appreciate what you're doing. And I want to thank you for just taking the time to talk to me. And I want to extend an open invitation for you to join or, you know, join in on our conversation at any point in time. We have a chapter in New York City. So if you ever want to participate, oh my just God. let me know. Well, that We'd sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah they do a potluck. So it's fun. I, I don't even know if it's a potluck. I think somebody just makes a lot of food. And that sounds like a dream. Wow. Yeah. So I'd love yeah. to have you. We'd love to have you. But Again, thank you. It's been really great to talk to you. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, email me at adela at podcastbrunchclub.com. Also, think about joining the Podcast Brunch Club newsletter so you can get the playlist as soon as it's published every month. 
The theme for our June playlist is emotions. Thanks, and happy listening. Thank you.